Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Youngstown Parent Storytellers Project. I am your host and creator, Tara Walker-Pollock, and today I am excited to be sitting down with Mr. Keelan Logan. Um, Keelan and I's families actually go back, like way, way back, um, but I never had the opportunity to grow up close with Keelan and his brother like I did with many of his cousins, so I'm really excited to get to know um, more about Keelan um, as we learn in this special series of interviews we're going to do in the month of June with Youngstown Fathers. Yes, we are showing our Youngstown Fathers some love in the month of June celebrating Father's Day. So, Keelan, thank you so much for take, taking the time to sit down with me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keelan. Um, we're sitting here at the Barnes & Noble, and he's sitting here playing with the, the plugs. Push the buttons. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Batman gadgets popping out of the, the console right. here. But, but yes, Keelan, so the, the one question I always ask, because I don't have a set of questions, but the one thing I always ask is, you know, what is your Youngstown story? And then if you could also just share your experience about becoming a father. So my Youngstown story, we're talking about all the way back from... However far back you're willing to go. All right. So, um, born and raised, was born to a mother and a father. I had mm -hmm. my mother and both of my parents in the house growing up. Okay. We lived on at 78 East Warren Avenue. Okay. On the city's south side. Uh-huh. Right by the uh, field house and okay. the stadium. Yeah. So, football and the basketball from South High Warriors was in my life at a very early age. Got it. My father... Went to Michigan State, but before that he played at uh, South High. He didn't finish, you know, college, but okay. I grew up with a, you know, Michigan State jersey in the basement, so I always aspired to be an athlete from a young age. Okay. You know, um, I guess my mother was a performer, and so she sung in the church choir, and, mm -hmm. you know, I guess took some trips out to Vegas with uh, Tim Witherspoon, who's a Youngstown okay. native who ended up being like a champ. Uh, she was one of his, you know, one of the girls that would walk him out to the stage oh, out in okay. Vegas and stuff. So okay. I had, you know, in a fantasy, like this love in my heart, just naturally, mm -hmm. organically for my parents, you mm -hmm. know, one being sports and the other one being entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess that's kind of where I got, you know, that part of me and it'll be relevant as we get towards the end of the story got it you know but um for all intents and purposes had a pretty good you know childhood mm -hmm. you know my dad and my mom were together for the first 12 years of my life okay you know so i remember you know having those influences mm -hmm. having you know my father seeing him go to work and seeing my mother she worked as well sure you know but she always took care of her boys and you know, me and Nathan spent the first six years of my life, it was just he and I. Well, then my mother had Bradley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's always a funny story because she says that she couldn't trust me alone with Bradley because okay. I was the baby until he okay. was born. <laughs> so she said she thought I would like, she, now, I don't believe this story, but uh -huh. why would my mother lie on me? She said she'd come in the room 
and I got a pillow over his face. Oh, thing. Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you ain't wow. Yeah, this is, this is attempted murder stuff. <laughs> but Did I was, not hear that one growing up. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as a kid, we had a pretty good family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mm-hmm. grandparents, you yes. know, my uncles, you know, my aunts. Yes. And those influences were always... You know, prevalent in my younger life. Okay. You know, it was really good to have that base. Right. You know, always right. reference as I went through my own personal life experience. Okay. You know, so growing up um, was just you know pretty cool. But um, as my dad, and my mother started to have issues. You know, the family broke up, mm-hmm. and that's when you know some things started to change. It mm-hmm. wasn't as easy as it was. It wasn't as fun. Okay. You know, or is it didn't feel as safe. You know, things okay. started to change. One of my uncles came to stay with us, and he was on drugs, and it was mm. just like, you know, to deal with those that that thing, and then my father and his issues. Mm. You know, drinking and hanging out too much, and drugging and that whole deal. That mm-hmm. stuff really it hurt. You know, mm. and uh, I can remember one time seeing. You know, I found some evidence. Okay. And I remember the feeling I got when I found the evidence, like I cried like so hard. Wow. And I was just like, dang, like what? Because mm-hmm. you know, at that time we was going to school and they had all these, it was the D.A.R.E. program oh, and yeah, all those yeah. different things that yeah. told you that drugs were so bad mm-hmm. and then see that my father mm-hmm. was involved with this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just crushed me, you know what I mean? I can imagine. You know, so that was something that I had to deal with. Okay. You know, but um, it didn't it didn't stop anything. Mm-hmm. You know, my father's alive and well. He's doing mm-hmm. really good today. Good. You good. know, but um, I going. So we moved to the north side. We grew up on the south side. We moved to the north side. Okay. And I went to Hayes. Okay. And this funny thing happened in the seventh grade, eighth grade, seventh grade. I was walking to school, and this dog was coming off of the porch, and we realized that it didn't have a chain on. Mm-hmm. It was like this big rock wall. Mm-hmm. This dog hit me, and put. For long story short, it put me in the hospital for like three weeks. Wow. I was in intensive care. Wow. Uh, they thought I wasn't going to make it, and. Remarkable thing is I didn't break a bone. It was on Fifth Avenue on this street right here. Oh my gosh. Up on the corner of Fifth and Crandall. Okay, yeah. They said a lady was doing fifty five miles an hour. My father got to the hospital and looked at the car. He said he he started crying just because he knew that I wasn't gonna make it just by looking at the car. Oh, so you got hit by a car. I thought the dog got you. The dog chased me into the street and I got wow. hit by a car. I wasn't looking for the yeah, car. I yeah, you're trying to get away dog. from the dog. Oh my gosh. Right. right. And wow. so mm. I found out I was kinda tough that day though. <laughs> I bet you, you know? did, yes. So I started to, you know, get more and more involved in sports because again, my dad always, you know, played sports and he even show us football, so mm-hmm. I played sports and funny this one teacher I had named Miss Kohler, she recognized something in me that I didn't see in myself, but she says, You're really smart. Mm. And she nominated me to be, to be a young scholar. Okay. And so I started with that program, the different program that they offering and offered, and then I will take the summer trips down to Ohio State every yeah, summer, made yeah. a lot of good friends. Okay. Um, Mike Doss, who was one of the 
Okay. NFL greats. He was Ohio State great okay. for sure. Okay. Ended up playing in the NFL for a number of years. He was he's one of my friends I mm. grew up with in Young Scholars. Mm -hmm. Um and just I can, you can go on and sure. on talking about the, the wonderful people and the experience that that was, but it started to open me up to what's possible. Yeah. You know, being in those different environments, getting mm -hmm. cultured, meeting mm -hmm. other kids seeing other places you mm -hmm. know as a family we traveled to family reunions in alabama and chicago mm -hmm. you know this from mm -hmm. going yeah. to the church with the with the family that yeah. we always would travel around so i um was doing sports and doing uh young scholars and that was just kind of my thing just athletics and academics okay you know and as i grew up i had different influences as far as music mm -hmm. through the arts and just wanted to explore and mm -hmm. see, you know, what all I could do. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's just pretty much it. I really don't have any stories that don't incriminate me and none of my <laughs> I friends. understand. No, that's, that's, so, all, that's all good. So we just going to fast forward. <laughs> that's then. fine. <laughs> we're going to fast forward to, uh, you know, being in college. Yes, yes. All right, go ahead. So fast forward to college. Yeah, so going to Ohio State every summer for the... Young Scholars Summer Program and then deciding that I wanted to play football because I had a number of offers. Okay. Um, but this is one thing, one life lesson I wanna I wanna note this because mm -hmm. it was life changing for me. Okay. When I was a junior, I got a call from Fred Puggage, who was the defensive coordinator at the time at Ohio State. Okay. And he offered me a full ride. Mm hmm And so I was like so pumped up like I'm a junior I haven't played a senior I haven't played one down as a senior and mm -hmm. I'm already going to Ohio State mm -hmm. and it was just like man and so from that moment forward I kind of like had this like laziness to, about me mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying okay. like I would still play well mm -hmm. and, I, and I still would get good scores on my tests just because I'm intelligent, mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't study, Yeah, you know, I didn't work out, Okay, and so I remember Ohio State came to the school to talk to my head coach, mm -hmm. and he says to him, you know, Keelan is really, really smart, and he's really athletic, and mm -hmm. there's nothing I don't think he can do, but I'm not sure that he's going to do the books. And he was just being real yeah, because I yeah. was skipping school, okay. smoking weed, hanging out, you know, trying to play that role. And it was okay. just like he kept it all the way real. And, yeah. he, and he told me after the fact, he says, I'm not telling the truth about you. He says, because you're not going to ruin an opportunity for another kid mm. who really deserves it later on. Yeah. If I wow. give, if I tell them that you're going to be all of this and all yeah. of that, and you go down there and, I, and they find out that I'm lying mm -hmm. because you... From what he could see out of me at the time, right. I wanted to be a hood, and I wanted to, okay. you know, run around in places like I was something that I really wasn't, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I was shattered, I was crushed, mm -hmm. but I still love coaching this wiki to this day, mm -hmm. you know, because number one, he was real enough to tell me exactly. to my face what exactly. it was. Yeah. You know, he didn't just say, hey, you know, everything is great, and then I find out that Ohio State pulled their off off right. of the table, but that's what happened. Yeah, okay. You know, and so I ended up going to Ohio University and I played 
three years there, but OU was like a great experience. Good, okay. You know, it was a party school. Mm-hmm. I'm a partier. Okay. <laughs> you had a good time. I had a great time. <laughs> but um, it, it, like all good things, you know, it has to at one point become about moderation. And mm-hmm. we had a coaching staff that recruited me, left, went to another school. Okay. And I got, I was just unhappy with the new staff and mm-hmm. the new philosophy. Everything had changed. And mm-hmm. so I would think about transferring at first. Mm-hmm. I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the more I pondered it, the more home got on my radar. Mm. And I started talking to some of the coaches from Youngstown okay. and decided to come back home. Okay. You know, but you know, stand on stand on top of talking about the entertainment side of myself. Okay. I always did the talent shows. People who are my age and mm-hmm. were around me, they know that I was at, you know, the Prey Studios up on Hillman Way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did talent shows at high schools. I I even did like a comedy routine at OU. I, oh, okay. I came out there with the Jerry Curl on, uh-huh. the high silk socks, <laughs> oh, and the tight short pants, uh-huh. and I was drawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> <from Martin>. yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I would pay to see a picture of that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I want a video of it because it's funny. <laughs> If I can, I don't remember what I said, but <laughs> me and my best friend at the time, we, mm-hmm. well, still to this very day, Derek Patterson, mm-hmm. we would always joke about Jerome. <laughs> like, you want to get what a winner? Right. You got to drop that chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, just always silly. You know? So, that, that's just the part of me that like to make people laugh, yeah. like to entertain people. Yeah. And I'm trying to just keep that because it's like my mother and my father I'm trying to keep Mm -hmm. that part of the story as we go Mm -hmm. and so I transferred back home and played at Youngstown got injured and that was the end of me playing football I don't even watch sports no more Wow. like real talk to have been as athletic Mm -hmm. as I was and still am to this very day I still surprise myself sometimes Mm -hmm. man you still got a little juice not Mm -hmm. a whole lot but Mm -hmm. you still got Mm -hmm. a little juice Mm -hmm. you know I'm really I really don't watch sports I probably have yet to watch a full finals NBA game like a full NBA this playoff series when the Cavs just beat I mean the Boston Celtics just lost to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess the Cavs beat the mm-hmm, Celtics. Mm-hmm. I was watching. And I only got to see the game because I was sitting in Staples eating food. Oh, okay. <laughs> the game, was, <laughs> the game on. was on. Yeah, okay. Okay. You know, that was just kind of my thing. Like, sports, in, in a way, it, it broke my heart. I understand. You know, getting injured and not being able to play. Okay. I was being scouted by the Lions and a couple other NFL teams. Wow. When I got injured, it was just like, yeah. and I was just in this dark space okay. in myself, mm-hmm. you know, just, man, I thought I was going to be a football player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. And so, as I'm trying to transition to life after football, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I found myself just searching, you know, and this is where I was a college graduate. I did okay. finish, oh, awesome. you know, and so... I was working at at my cap at okay. the time. Mm-hmm. 
you know, fresh out of college, I moved to California, you know, shifted around a little bit to try to find, but mm-hmm. ended up back home and working with Richard Roller and Wilma mm-hmm. Torres down at MyCap. Okay. They gave me an executive, as executive assistant. Okay. Um, opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, at the same time, somebody else gave me <laughs> some drugs, a whole lot of drugs. Okay. To sell at the time, okay. just like so, I'm balanced. Like I'm balancing the yeah, two, yeah. you know. And at the same at the same time, I'm trying to do this rap thing. Okay, you know, Jeezy was popping real hard at the time, and I, you know, I have a unique voice, and you know, some people would just be like, "Man, you got a voice. Like you, you really can say some things." And I'm intelligent and well read, mm-hmm. so I know how to use words. Sure, but it just wasn't, you know, healthy. Okay, you know, but. You know, when you're into something, you're into it. Mm-hmm. And I found myself straddling the fence between being a professional mm-hmm. and being the street dude. Okay. Now, the professional, that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, it was corny to me at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to be this corny dude. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm not, <laughs> but you know, I just didn't realize the opportunity I had. And so, ultimately, okay. I quit the job at my cap. Oh, okay. I found an excuse and I quit. Okay. You know, and... I was just looking at it like, man, I got $30,000 at home right now from mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, yeah. something I had did in one day, yeah. I had thirty grand, and I got, I'm only going to make twenty two this year, this mm-hmm. whole year mm-hmm. with this place. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what, man? I'm a, <laughs> you know, the first ex- chance I had with an excuse, you know, yeah. I had a little situation with my daughter's mother. Okay. And I ended up, you know, domestic. You know, if you get a domestic, they're going to take you. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to jail. Mm. So I went to jail for three days. Okay. And they said, um, when I got back, Wilma sat me down. She says, you know, that's not, you know, what we do here. You know, so you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I took it for you fired. Oh, but it was, okay. that was, oh, what's, okay. what, that's not what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What she said was, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, Keelan, you fired. Yeah, yeah. She says, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. And I just heard what I wanted to hear, yeah, okay, you know, and okay. so I just said, you know what, F this. Okay. I'm about to push me up my albums, I'm about, yeah. to, I'm about to do this rap thing. Okay. Really, I was just selling dope, okay. you know. I would be in the studio, and I made a lot of good music, but it, to me, a lot of it was poisonous, you know. It was mm. music that would get people either killed or in jail, okay. you know, sell okay. dope, you know, be radar women, mm. you know, call them all out their name, you know, disrespect my father and my parents mm-hmm. with you know just what you thought was cool yeah yeah you know it yeah. just it, it really wasn't the space to be in but mm-hmm. i was in it and i mm-hmm. was doing pretty damn well with it okay for the standards that you know that's out there in the hood mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's just it was a popular cool thing to do okay so i felt like i was somebody yeah you yeah. know and then <clears throat> i'm at the same time, I'm a new father, mm-hmm. and I felt good being able to help, you know, provide for my child. Yeah. But at the at the time, you know, me and my daughter's mother didn't work out. She moved to Columbus. Okay. And that that's where I had like this division in myself you know mm. it was almost like two people 
wow. having my daughter be away from me. Mm-hmm. And but Columbus ain't isn't a very far place. Mm-hmm. But if your mentality is like I was thinking Youngstown, Youngstown, yeah. Youngstown, Youngstown. Yeah. You know, my mentality just wasn't there. And it was weird because I was raised traveling. You know, mm. maybe it was just an excuse, mm. you know, to not own up to, you know, not own up to, like, just being a man, being a father, like, okay. just call it what it is. Mm-hmm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going candy coated or nothing like yeah. that. I could make excuses and, you know, try to downplay my daughter's mother. That's not the case. Mm. The case is I was running from my responsibility. I was running from the pressure of someone depending on me for everything yeah, you know yeah. just being real about it right right you know that's something that i <clears throat> i have to own it's something that i have to live with mm-hmm. but it's where i was at mm-hmm. you know at that time you're really selfish mm-hmm. you're not considerate of you know it's one thing to say yes i'm a father and i care and i do and i love my daughter but sure. subconsciously i didn't realize the divide that it was inside of myself yeah yeah you know it's like you have to put this person first mm-hmm. and foremost mm-hmm. not you mm-hmm. Her, mm-hmm. or he or whatever yeah you know, it's just, yeah and it could take a long time for that shift to happen. Like, my daughter's going to be four this year, and I can mm-hmm. still see, like, how I'm understanding that. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. yeah, a switch might go off, but, like, to fully understand, like, what that truly means, like, mm-hmm. it takes a while. It does. And some people get it, like, right away. Yeah, yeah. You know? And. But, um, I wasn't one of them. <laughs> you know what <laughs> And that's real, you know you what know, I mean? Once, yeah. once she moved to. Once she moved her away from me and, you know, with some things that happened between her and one of my friends and her and another one of my friends, okay. like I just kind of took it out on the whole situation, okay. mm-hmm. you know, but let's just be real. I didn't want to own up to the hurt. Like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. face it. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to just, you know, every now and again, throw some child support money yeah. and say, you know, yeah. what you want from me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I always, you know, made time, you know, Maybe not as much as I should have, but I always made time, okay. you know, for my daughter. And I know we have a we have a beautiful relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and we've come a long way. But sure. staying in line of the story, mm-hmm. being selfish, selling dope, rapping, and living this fast life like mm-hmm. this fantasy, mm-hmm. and it, it 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 had a good outlook. You know, really had a good outlook until one day I was on my way to Columbus to do a show. Okay. And being irresponsible, I had forgot to pay my insurance. And it lapsed in the same day I was going out of town. And I got pulled over and I got a blunt in the car. Okay. And he's like, um, a cop pull us over and... Ended up taking me in. Like, you don't have license. This is Medina County. Anybody who knows anything about Medina County, they don't play. Mm -hmm. And they took me in, and that was that. Mm -hmm. You know, and they put me on probation. Okay. You know, just, it's a a lot that happened in there, but I ended up on probation out of the situation. And... Because of the probation, some things I had going on while I was on probation led to me in prison. Mm. And so now here I am, this 
dude who's supposed to be hot rapping is really just a drug dealer. Mm. You know, I can remember when I went to prison at that time, I had this amount of money. It was a lot of money. Okay. And I gave it to somebody to hold. Okay. I don't know what made it, made me do it. Mm -hmm. I went to prison like the next week. Okay. You know, so I'm sitting in prison. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to nobody. I'm not going to write nobody. I don't want nobody to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, none of them send me nothing. I don't even want wow. no money. I just was like, you know what? I just yeah. had to focus because all I could think about was everything I should have been doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, dude, you could have been doing this. You could have been doing that. You selling yeah. dope. Like, rolling. You, you, you don't have to do this. You're a college grad. Mm -hmm. This is all going through my head as sure, I'm in prison. Yeah. But at this point, I'm kind of like spoiled to the money. Okay. You know, so I get out of prison. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go a different route. And it was probably a month, two months before I was all back right. up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, man, you know, but I had started to shift. So my shift to like what I call now like a conscious being, like someone who really understands what's going on uh -huh. and is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe in poisoning other people. Okay. You know, like I smoke, I'm not gonna lie to nobody. Mm -hmm. I smoke, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I look you in your face and tell it to you, mm -hmm. you know, but, but that's my choice. Right. Putting somebody yeah. else Taking advantage of other people yeah. is something I'm not into. Okay. You know, so hustling ain't an option for me no more. Okay. But my shift from where I was to where I am, mm -hmm. it may be happening in 10% increments. Okay, okay. You know, so when I got out and I was still hustling, you know, you feel bad, but, you know, you just, you do one little thing, maybe do something different. Yeah. You know, like start to give back, like help out. Mm -hmm. You know, I started giving to giveaways and oh, stuff like okay. that. Okay. And I was just like, okay. And I'm still, you know, doing music at the same time, but mm -hmm. my my attention, like the way I was looking at it was starting to change. Okay. You know, I got a song called Blind to Celebrity mm. that talks about that. Okay. You know, how we selling, you know, our most important parts of ourselves for the celebrity. Yeah. You know, those different yeah. things like that. And that's where, you know, I started, like, shifted a little bit more. Okay. You know, just getting a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Not all the way in. Mm -hmm. I hadn't started with the cleanups. Oh, okay. Yet. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a process. Right. It's showing it's a process. Right. But I put this album out. And at the time, me and Nate... We was we was hustling pretty good. Okay. And Nate is doing seven years right now, mm. and uh, hopefully he can go home in four and a half. But yeah, we was rolling pretty good when this out when I was during put this album on. I remember going to the Vindicator and to all the local news stations, and I was like, man, I'm gonna do it with this one. Okay. So I had my business like my head. Like, I still got them like maps of the state of Ohio and wow. every radio station and yeah. how I was gonna attack the game. Yeah. And. I took these press releases out to the new, to all these news stations on like Friday. Mm -hmm. On Tuesday, mm -hmm. my mother calls me and she's like, I'm at Lowe's. And she called me and she said, Keelan, go to your brother's house. Okay. I think the feds is, is raiding him right now. Wow. And me just being like, what? 
let me go see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I go over there. I see all the, the cars, wow. and they really raid me. Yeah. And so they say, um, I walk up into the garage, and the cops is in there, and they're like, what is you doing? I was like, I heard my mother call me and said that y'all was here. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on with my brother. Right. And it was like, what's your name? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Keela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, yeah, turn around. Put your hands behind oh, your back. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. <laughs> now, if I was smart, I would have been packing my bags in. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, like you said, you're going to see about your brother. Right. You know, that's your first, right. <laughs> first thought. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he told me to turn around and it like, and I was like, dang. Because <laughs> he told me, he said, we was on our way to your house next. Oh, you and he showed man. me the paper. We yeah. on your way. To, we, we, we going to your house next. Oh, my gosh. And so all the money I had, everything was off. So mm-hmm, nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was blessed. You know, I say that God had a different plan for me because I really realized that, you know, the way I was living is really foul. Mm. It's really whack. Mm -hmm. And I should take a a, a different approach. Mm -hmm. And I made it up in my mind and my heart that I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea how I was going to do it. And now this time I done fell off. Okay. So taking care of my daughter, helping out. Okay. It's yeah. like secondary because I can't take care of myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that people have to learn is that when you on a plane and the stewardess come over that thing and she tell you if this plane is getting ready to go down yeah. and those masks pop down out of the yeah. ceiling. Put yours on put first. Put yours on first. Mm-hmm. If even if it's a child sitting next yeah. to you, you gotta put, put yours, yours on, on first. first. Yeah. And that's you know what I had to learn. Okay. You know, at this time it's just like Yeah. You know, I have been looking out for a lot of people and doing for people mm-hmm. and I had to get to the point where I gotta do for me. I gotta yeah. build a foundation for me. Yeah. And get myself to a put to a place right. where I can support others. Right. Right. Know, namely my, my children. Yeah. You know, I say children because I look at my nieces and my mm-hmm. nephews and I have, you know, children from past relationships that I, I would do anything for. Yeah. You yeah. know, just not, it has nothing to do with the past relationship. Right, it's right. just, I would, I even do these things and I try not to say that it was me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, here, just, yeah. you know, look out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> don't always work out that way, but that's how, you know, we try to do yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And, um... But back to where we was at as far as me, mm-hmm. you know, being completely flat broke and a two-time felon now. So I'm sitting and I'm looking at my life and I'm talking to my best friend, Derek, mm-hmm. who I just talked to this morning, okay. one of my best friends okay. from Ohio University, mm-hmm. me and Mr. Jerome, mm-hmm. <laughs> is now a principal in Cleveland, the oh, Cleveland okay. City School System. Okay. And my other friend, Travis Doc, mm-hmm. who is working in finance in the city of Philadelphia and living okay. his dream. He always okay. wanted to wear a suit and tie okay. and yeah. work in banking. Okay. And that's what he does. Awesome. And so I'm just talking to my best friends, mm-hmm. and they talking to me like, first of all, both of them told me I was going to get killed. 
you know, and this is like, how am I living my life to where both of my best friends is thinking I'm gonna, somebody gonna blow my brains out? And I was just like, man, I got, I must be living foul. <laughs> but I really must be living foul. Mm. And I'm looking at, I'm assessing my life and I'm saying to myself, like, Keelan, your best friend is in Cleveland, he make six figures. Your other friend is in Philly, he making good money. Mm -hmm. What is you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm looking at the situation with my daughter, with yeah. my daughter and her yeah. mother, and how selfish I've been mm -hmm. because I'm the elder in the relationship. I should okay. be the one to put the best foot forward. I just started to reassess my situation and say, mm -hmm. you know what? This is why I'm in this, you know, the state that I'm in, mm -hmm. feeling how I felt. I was so depressed at the time, mm -hmm. you know, like super depressed. Yeah. And, and I'm a recovering addict. Okay. You know, I've, I've, like I was, how I said with my father, seeing that as a child, somehow that, you know, mm -hmm. it's in me. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, but um. You're just dealing with all of that yeah. at the same time, you know. You, you don't see it when you got kilos of coke. Like you don't be like, oh, I ain't got no problem. Right, I got right. thirty. I have you know, I got yeah. hundred thousand dollars for two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can do this drug. I can do this dope. I'm mm. cool. And then you start to realize, like, nah. Yeah. After you lose everything, and now you still left with mm -hmm. addiction. You left with everything. Right, you right. have to really reassess right. what's going on and get a handle on life again mm -hmm. and so at this place where I found myself um, I met Carmen okay and we really started to gel as a, as, a, as friends as, as just two people that was cool mm -hmm. you know but I just always say that I appreciate her because when Carla met me, for everybody to say she's a, a gimme girl or gold digger, all this, when she met me, I ain't have nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, and for her to love me the way that she did, it just, yeah. it taught me something about, <clears throat> you know, people. Yeah. Especially people who you prejudge and right, you say, right. you know, they like this or they like that. Right. That's not the truth. Right, you know, right. a person are what's in their heart. Exactly. And what they're thinking about. And mm -hmm. so I had to change what was going on in my heart. And what I was thinking about, mm -hmm. you know, and I was over at Patsy's Bar and Grill on Wilson Avenue mm -hmm. with two friends, and um, Simon Arias walked in the door. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there with Richard Lucarell and Tony Cafaro. Okay. We were there having you know, a couple of beers, hanging out, laughing, mm -hmm. and. Simon Arias walked in the door, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Kid, what the fuck you doing hanging out with Kufaro <laughs> and Luke?" Yeah. <laughs> these my these my boys. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and so that uh, that impressed him. He was like, "Everything you've been through, you still can find your way into these type of circles." Chief. He was like, "Man, take a ride with me." <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> we go outside. And I knew Simon was rocking. I mean, you know. We hopped in. He got a brand new Range Rover. And he was just like asking me a bunch of questions. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, what's going on? How you doing? You know, yeah. you, you, are you cool with the trouble? Are you done with trouble? Yeah, I was like, yeah. 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 He was like, all right. He was like, I'm going to holler at you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So we we go back to the bar. He had to go just. We went and hung out for a minute. Like he took me to his mom's old house. Oh, okay. Cause he was going to just check on it. Yeah. He wanted to get a. No, that was a whole nother time, but. He just wanted me to ride with him mm-hmm. and, and chop it. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And a couple days later, I get a call, an inbox on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Simon. Okay. Yo, how much you need a week to make ends meet? Wow. I was just like, man, you give me $600 a week, I'll make ends meet. Mm-hmm. You know, from where I was at, yeah. $600 a week, I'll, I can make something shake. Right. You're talking about from nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know. And he was like, all right. You come over to Pittsburgh. You don't have to sell insurance. You just work with me. Mm. You know, just work for my organization. If wow. I need some letters typed up, whatever, we'll find. He said we'll figure wow. it out. You know, we'll figure it out. He yeah. was like, I don't know why I'm helping you. Uh-huh. He was like, This is God. This is not me, Keel. Yeah. I wouldn't. Even. He said, like, I love you. I rock with you. But God put this on my heart. Wow. This isn't something that I wanted to do. Yeah. And so at the, you know, like I said, my situation with my daughter's mother was. Foul, mm-hmm. and I had been helping her out in a while because it just was it was hard. I was going through a rough patch in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you know that's how you know good people because good people, you know, when the rumors are circulating mm-hmm. and people is talking and it's yeah. looking bad for you, yeah. it's the good people to show up and yeah. say, you know what, what's going on? How yeah. can I help you? Right, right. You know, that's, not everybody is like that. No, not at all. You not know? at all. That's that's something. All right, so. Go start working with Simon. Killing it. Mm-hmm. Killing it. He gave me two raises in like six months. Okay. So I went from making six hundred dollars a week to eight hundred dollars a mm-hmm. week, like like that. Mm-hmm. And I became so inspired by what he was doing. Yeah. You know, seeing him with inspiring minds and you know just giving back and that whole deal. Yeah. You know, I had always had this. You know, want to help people. Mm-hmm. I guess you take sports, you take entertainment, and you add them together, yeah. and you get helping people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what a combination, right? Right. right. So, <laughs> talking to Julius, Julius Oliver, who just rolled by like oh. two, two seconds ago. I don't okay. know if you even paid it. It's nah. crazy <laughs> how he ride by at this point yeah, in the story. Yeah. <laughs> so. Me and him had been talking, and he was just like, man, you know, I had a dream. I had a dream that, man, you did some big stuff around here. Mm. And I was just like, word. He said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we started, you know, just talking about stuff and how we can get involved. And he wanted to run for councilman at the time. Okay, he, yeah. he wasn't even a councilman okay. at this time. Mm-hmm. He was just, a, you know... Julius with King Lee Car Wash mm-hmm. and Wax. And mm-hmm. I started doing commercials for him. Oh, okay. And he was like, man, I want to run for councilman. First word city council. I said, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And he had a team, you know, mm-hmm. but we got out here and we made it happen. And he mm-hmm. ended up winning and bang. Yeah. And so he started to deal with the city government, get to learn how things were working. At the same time, sure. I'm working with Simon. Yeah. We got some things rock and rolling sure. over there. Simon is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we flew all over the country. I bet. You know, yeah. and um, you know, traveling with him, I feel like I say I always say I got my PhD 
in business with areas agencies. Mm -hmm. You know, you see a guy who's number one younger than me. Mm -hmm. and I had to humble myself to say, you know what, this dude is mentoring to me. I ain't mentoring yeah, him. Yeah. You know, so I'm the OG, but he OG in me yeah. right now. You know, and he really, I learned a lot about how it's done to see a person run 12 offices, five states, 300 people. You know, just to be a part of those meetings, yeah. to, to structure those meetings, yeah. to move into a point to where I was organizing and, oh, okay. and doing these things mm -hmm. and directing recruiting and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot about how to run a large operation. That's awesome. You know, so at this time, I'm talking with, you know, working with Simon, I'm talking with Julius. Yeah. And we came up with this idea to start the colony. Oh, okay, okay. And so we, um, Started giving back, you know, just doing little cleanups, participating with YMDC, learning, mm -hmm. and we're just kind of figuring out, figuring our way around this okay. whole deal, okay. you know. And fast forward a few years to just right before the right before the present. 